the opinion line on Cork's 96FM. The Economic and Social Research Institute came up with a recent survey. They do this all the time on poverty and homelessness. And they found a number of different things. They found that a third of people below the poverty line were actually working last year. And quite a number of them had a third level degree. Now, there was a lot more information in this big, thick document, as always. But there's the top line. A third of people were in work who were on the poverty line or below it. And many of them had a third level degree. And it led their conclusion and their headline conclusion was that a job and a degree no longer is enough to keep people out of poverty. And that's certainly a very different Ireland from the Ireland in which I grew up. It's the Ireland in which you grew up in, Atacan, and I know you want to talk a little bit about this. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. I'm doing a master's at the moment, but yeah, I finished my undergraduate degree. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest problem for third-level graduates at the moment is it's a two-fold problem. You have low pay, and then in the housing market then, they can't afford to rent. And those in the private rental market have no security of tenure. They could be any moment, at any time, they could lose their home. So it's it's a two-fold problem. Yeah. Like, I know you're doing a master's now, and, and good luck with that. But if, if you were to go out into, into a workplace now, Atikan, with the degree... What did you do your degree in, by the way? Government and politics. Okay. So if you were to go out into the workplace on that degree and try to find yourself a place to live on that degree, how do you think you'd fare? I think right now it's very difficult. I'm lucky at the moment because I live with my parents and I live in a council house in the north side of Cork and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. And I really don't envy people that are in the private rental market because if at the moment now I had to go and look for a place for myself in the private rental market, the rents at the moment are higher than even a, a price of trying to get a house. Yeah. And, you know, you can't afford to get a house either as a young person. You can't afford to rent. And, you know, people on rental support, those rental supports only support the landlords. And the rental tax credit of 500 euro, again, that only subsidizes landlords. So as a young person, you can have no option but to emigrate. Like this is the one that came in in the last budget now, as the government said to us, to support renters. You don't believe that that will be the case, that it will help young people or help renters at any level, no? You see, our big problem in Ireland is we never, ever tackled the root cause of a problem. We're always looking at just, you know, throwing measures at trying to, you know, ease it for the time being, for the temporary period. But what we look at now in the housing market, for the private rental market, people have no security of tenure. So I know they brought in a um, temporary evictions ban, which is welcome, but Mm. they could have done this at least six months ago because... We've seen homelessness rates go up. They're over 11,000 now. And that doesn't even include people couch surfing, people that are in their own parents' home at, you know, 28 or 29. So generally, in my opinion, those measures such as the renter's tax credit and other measures like that, they're only actually subsidizing the, the mm. current rents. They're actually not tackling the problem. They're just continuing to just say, Ayrshire will throw this measure to look like we're doing something good now. And on, like you, on the eviction ban, because uh, I remember at yeah. the time it, it went through there the last few weeks, I spoke to one or two people in the property game, and they said, actually, it's going to drive the small landlord out and make the problem even worse. 
You see, the, another, that's another problem we have here. We're always talking about the small landlords, but what we actually forget about is those people that are in those houses in the private rental market that are struggling for security tenure. Yeah. And that any moment, you know, a landlord can just say, we have to renovate the house or, yeah. you know, we have to sell the house because, you know, we want to make a bit of income. They can just sell their house. But is, so, is it not the case, that again, that if they all decided, ah, to hell with this, I'm gone, I'm selling we'd be, have an even bigger problem than we have now, so we, we kind of have to mind them, you know? Well, well I, I would actually look at more an approach in Europe. If you see, you know, in Finland, Austria, and countries like that, Sweden, what they do is cost rental housing. So in the private market, you have cost rental housing, mm. and you have social and affordable housing in the public um, side. So what they should do is, they should actually subsidise those landlords to sell their properties, to give it to the government, and for the government to subsidise cost rental housing that is affordable and fair for all families, low-income families, middle-income families, and all families of all incomes. And then we have to actually build more social housing too. There's so many areas where there's private uh, developers just buying up public land and doing what they want with it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Come to the wages thing, um, and you mentioned the minimum wage, and it's going up to 11.30, I think, on the 1st of, of January. Now, yep. I've been contacted, we've been contacted by, you don't have to take, spend five minutes on social media, to look at business people and see business people who say, hold on a minute here. That's going to put so much pressure on me, I simply can't pay this minimum wage, and if I'm to pay everybody in my restaurant or pub or shop or whatever, this minimum wage, then one of them will have to go so I can pay the others. You see, that that's again a, a kind of absence of responsibility by those business owners. I know there's not every business owner like this now, but you've, you've those businesses during COVID, like the restaurants and so on, that industry actually got subsidised by the government through all the wage subsidy scheme and all the money they got from the government. And they made profits actually over that. So they actually can afford the minimum wage. They can actually afford to pay their employees a living wage and it's actually better for them because employees will increase their workload 
uh, there'll be more staff, um, you know, better morality and better um, morale in the uh, industry and just better morale in the workplace itself. So mm. it's actually a benefit for businesses and it's a benefit for employees. So, so, so don't you don't buy into people or into the claims made by the likes of IBEC or Small Firms Association or ISME or any of those that paying an increased minimum wage will actually cost jobs. You don't buy into that. No, I even, you know, if you look at, I know this is a separate issue now, but you know in um, Finland, yes. they brought in a four-day working week and you know businesses like these, they actually complain that that's bad for them. And you know what? It's actually increased work prov- productivity in Finland. It's also increased staff, you know, morale. They've worked harder. And, you know, if they have a better life, you know, outside of work, life is not just about being in work. It's also having a life outside of work. Yes. And when it comes to wages, then it's about ha- actually having a wage, you know, at the end of the week where you can say, you know, I worked hard for that. I deserve it. I don't have to work just to pay, you know, for my groceries. I don't have to work just to pay for my rent yes. or just other costs. There's something there the- for me. And the four-day week, and I'm glad you brought it up because I know a number of people now who have tried and stayed with a four-day week, including my own daughter who works a four-day week and loves it. Do you think it's the way forward, that again, in a lot of... I know you probably couldn't do it in my job, but do you think it's the way forward in a lot of places? I definitely think it should be. I think we look at those countries like Finland, they've actually, you know, as I mentioned, it increased their productivity of their staff. It's also increased, you know, the relationship between the employer and the employee. They've actually got better, you know, relationship and it's better for them in the longer run because at the end of the day, business owners don't want a bad relationship with their employees, do they? Because it's their employees that are actually making their income and making their profits Mm. for them. So I definitely think it's something for the long term that, we should look at. Fair point, fair point. When you've done your master's, Atikan, can I expect, because I've asked you this before, can I expect to see your name on a ballot paper sometime soon? Uh, well, that's a kind of a question mark in my own head myself. I'm not sure because, you know, I'm not sure whether electoral politics can actually advance, you know, people's interests. I think it's from the ground up. I think people in Ireland, you know, we have a big problem in Ireland that the whole, you know, the whole country, it's basically a race to the bottom. Low pay workers, people in, you know, precarious industries, people that are just, you know, struggling, just making week by week, just making it by. And I even my own family here, I see, they're just about making it by week by week. They're just about affording to put me to college. And it's like, I think in a 21st century country where we're in one of the top 10 richest countries in the world, we should be a country where we can say, every person of all backgrounds and of all incomes can be treated fairly and that they can actually have a life where they can cherish rather than, you know, having to just every week say, oh, at the end of the week, I'm not sure if I can afford this. I'm not sure if I can afford that. It's just, you know, the country we see right now is just, it's gone to the ground. Yeah. We need change. Yeah. I don't know what change this will be, but we need some kind of change because... We can't keep uh, continuing with what we've had for the last um, 100 years. Well, I think myself, I'm just saying this to you, young, bright minds like your own, uh, you've got a place in in the political discussion, Attican. Uh, Thanks for being with me today, and I wish you well with the Masters. Thank you. Cheers, Attican. Yeah. Bright young minds like that. He makes the point, too, that bright young, young minds like his are gearing up to emigrate. Now, we have more people coming back than are leaving. 
all the time in the last couple of years, but he makes the point that, you know, the mines, the young mines are leaving because there's no future for them here. Wisdom beyond his years, I would say, as young Attican. Quartz 96 FM.